Welcome to Second Cherry, almost a Eurovision podcast. This week, it's the results. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that revives the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. Each week, we take you through a different country's national final and pick the cherry that we think deserves a second chance, a second bite of the cherry. At the end of the series, you, our listeners, voted for your favourites and at our live events, we crowned the winner of the second cherry song contest. We did. We did it, Monty. We did indeed. Another contest over, Matt. Another winner. But let's not tell them who it is yet, in case you don't know. (laughs) I mean, you probably do, because you maybe saw it on our socials. But yes, we have a... Uh, another winner of the Second Cherry Song Contest, our 15th winner. Wow, yeah, it's a lot. And mm. also this... Yes, no, that's going to give away the result. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope, shush. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was really interesting. Um, lots of people said to us this year that the song quality was good, but also just how sort of all over the place it was. Like the, we, we selected such a range of different songs. Um, some of you have told us that you weren't happy with our selections. Uh, <laughs> and that's fine. Um, <laughs> we can't please everyone. But uh, I think I think we did well to kind of get a whole mix of people, things, cultures, sounds all together. Well, when we get to the voting, you will actually see that we had nine countries who had over 100 points each. Mm. So it was quite... It spread quite widely, really, over a diverse range of songs. Mm. I really enjoyed the selection this year. I, I thought it brought a diversity, but also some really, really good songs. We were quite lucky in what was left in the national finals for us. Mm. Yeah, no, I think it was a great, great year for it. Um, another good year, really. But before we get on to all the results, let's dip into the mailbag. Shall we? Oh, yes. What have people been saying about us? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of this was down to the final, people travelling to the final, obviously, uh, of, of Second Cherry. So it's just a selection here. Bob, our good friend Bob, obviously, perennial tweet, said, uh, the Second Cherry final is next week. So close, you can almost smell it. And to whet the appetite, another tasty episode. That was in response to our episode last week. Second Superior said, very hard to vote in such a strong final. I have hope for all these melodies at Second Cherry. Do you think he used the term melodies because he liked the song, Melodies of Hope? Melodies of Hope. Mm. Having hope for all those melodies. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Uh, And we also had uh, David, who, uh, regular listener, writer, inner. Uh, (laughs) He said, his Second Cherry votes are in with two hours to spare. Excited to see who will be victorious. Have amazing show. Uh, have an amazing show uh, tomorrow night. Obviously, that he did it the night before. And he's gutted that I wasn't able to make it uh, this year, but I'll be there in spirit. Well, there were high spirit levels. I can tell you that much, David, on the night. Um, <laughs> but it was good. It was a good night. Uh, Dude Points was there. I also saw you, didn't I, uh, Dude, on, on the dance floor, said hello. But she said, see you all at the RVT tonight for the live second cherry. I'll be the person dressed like this. And uh, it's a picture of um, Ruta Moore from Lithuania, dressed in her all-white trench coat, well, uh, cowboy hat, looking quite dapper. Dino also messaged us again, saying, amazing night at Eurofest and the RVT and the incredible Taya and Selena. Of course, so lovely seeing the beautiful boys from Second Cherry as well. Now, of course, the night obviously had us as part of the opener for uh, Taya and Selena, who, as part of the Eurofest, and it was 
a pretty good show, I have to say. They knew exactly what their audience were, didn't they? They did. It was all the Eurovision bangers, um, in, plus their new song, which went out of store, actually. Yeah. And they just judged the crowd so right. And, you know, it was so cold that night. And they stood outside and they took a photo with everybody who wanted a photo with them. And they talked to them and they must have been outside for an hour and a half getting through all of that. Well, we said goodbye to them and they were still coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I had to go home early-ish because I was uh, going to see Madonna the next night. Although my plans for an early night were thwarted by the time I actually only got to bed at (laughs) (laughs) 4am. As is the way. And then our final letter, missive in the mailbag, uh, via tweet, is from Daniel, who said, Another epic night at Eurofest and the wonderful second show we showed beforehand. So lovely to see so many wonderful and familiar faces. And Taya and Selena were amazing and so lovely. Oh, it's really sweet. And thanks once again to all the amazing crew at Eurofest for letting us piggyback on your event. Yeah. It's such a treat for us to do this event live in the Vauxhall Tavern. It's such an iconic venue. And yeah, it just, it's really lovely. We really appreciate the way you've welcomed us into basically taking over the first half of your evening. <laughs> yeah. Your life would be so much easier without us. <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> Thank you. So, Matt, before we get to who won, we've got a little bit of audio which will give people a bit of a flavour of what went down in the night. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the RVT and welcome to Second Cherry 2023. Good evening, London. Good evening, Vauxhall. And welcome, welcome to, to the Second, Second Cherry Song Contest 2023. Now, of course, the baton is passed on from Liverpool all the way over to Copenhagen East or Malmo. <laughs> Salty. But of course, we've got to say thank you to the city of Liverpool. What a most incredible contest. Yeah. Possibly the best ever, maybe, possibly, but certainly a blueprint for things, things going forward. Now, uh, that was largely down to uh, Ogate UK, actually, some of the incredible entertainment they put on for the week for the fans. So uh, to Vaughan, Alistair, John, and some of the many volunteers who are here tonight, actually, uh, thank you so, so much. It was incredible. It really was a great year. May was such a special month. The BBC had two massive outside broadcasts to bring us, and they did us proud. It was absolutely superb. Every live show on the BBC had something coming from Liverpool that week. It really was magical. And of course, don't forget that we crowned a new monarch. Let's just take a moment to all hail our new head of state. God save the Queen Hannah Waddingham. She was an absolute triumph. Can we just say as well, talking of the BBC, um, the executive producer and head of show from the Liverpool show, Lee Smithhurst, is in with us tonight. It's lovely to have you, Lee. And we just want to say, 
a massive congratulations. It was wonderful to finally see just what Eurovision really means to the BBC. Well done. Let, let's hear it. Now, of course, no, I'm down to business now, actually. So tonight, we're going to crown a new second cherry winner, a song that you guys think is the song that uh, deserves a second bite of the cherry. Now, here tonight, a live audience, you're going to be the 14 juries voting on our 14 entries. Right, are we ready? I I'm ready. Are you ready, Monty? I'm ready. Guys, are you ready? <laughs> Good. Then, then let, let the, the second, second cherry song contest 2023 begin! begin.
So once we'd heard all of our 14 songs, it was time to vote. And of course, to break it down, to mirror Eurovision voting, we have 14 juries in the room, each representing the country that is in the contest. Although, unlike Eurovision, they can vote for themselves because there's no prize for winning. We want people to just vote for the best song. So they can vote for anything. And then you, that are listeners, you form 50% of the vote. So it's like the televote section in actual Eurovision. (laughs) So we had our 14 juries vote. And at the halfway stage, we had in the top five, Italy on 64 points, Belgium on 77 points, Norway on 81 points, Finland on 111 points, and Spain just narrowly ahead, 
Eight points in it on 119 points. <gasps> Ooh, it was close. It was. And actually, I didn't think it would be as close as it was. I think the, the, the diverse mix of songs, I think, what you kind of related to earlier, that actually there was something for everyone, so people voted that way. It seemed quite mixed. It was very close. Yeah. I mean, it looked like it was going to be a two-horse race at that halfway stage because Finland were 20 points ahead of Norway and Spain were further eight points ahead again. So it looked like it was going to be between Spain and Finland. So... Shall we have a listen to what happened when the televotes started coming in? We've got the votes from our online voters from the podcast to add to the overall score tonight. So, it's exciting, isn't it? Oh my God, we've got two twinks fighting for the top. Spain and Finland! It's normally two twinks fighting for the bottom, but never mind. So, in 14th place, with the televote, and 18 18 points, Romania, 18 points. Next, with 32 points, it's Portugal. And in 12th place with the televote and 33 points, it's Serbia. It's Denmark and it's 44 points. 44 points to Denmark. 48 to Germany. Well done, Patty Gurdy. That's not, ba- not a bad score, not a bad score. Estonia, 50 points. With 54 points, it is Ukraine. 67 points. It's Lithuania. In sixth place with 69 points. Oh, 69 points. It's Italy. Sweden, 70 points to Sweden. Norway, 74 points. Belgium is next. With 75 points. So, the online voters' second favourite. Who is this going to go to? Build up suspense. Drum roll, please. It is going to... Spain. 87 points to Spain. There's just one country left to vote, Finland. Are they going to get enough to overtake Spain? Who are on 206 points. I think they need 95 points. Oof. Top with the online voters tonight. Will it be top in the hall? Finland have 91 points. So it's, well, there's proof that you in the Vauxhall Tavern like it harder. It's Spain is the winner. Quiero Arde. Spain is the winner of Second Cherry 2023. 
So there we are then. Your winner of Second Cherry 2023 is Spain, Agone with Kiera Adair. And down to the last mm. set of votes as well. That was exciting. Obviously, Spain were in the lead with the juries in the room and only second place with you, the listeners. So they got their points and then it was time for Finland to get their points, which were the leaders of your televotes. But it wasn't enough to put them into the lead. Spain were already in the lead there. Spain finishing on 206 points, Finland on 202. But we had Ukraine, Estonia, Lithuania, Sweden, Italy, Belgium and Norway, all with over 100 points. 101 for Ukraine, up to 155 for Norway in ninth to third place. Mm. So it was really a big spread of votes there. And that, that never changed really, because even watching the votes coming in, the online votes, uh, I, was, I wasn't calculating exactly, but I could see the votes coming through. And it just it looked so close. I couldn't work out. I couldn't work out who was in the lead. And even when we were doing then on the night, we were doing these results. You know, I was doing. I was tapping the button, so I couldn't quite catch what was going on. But I was like, "Wait a minute, this is. I can't work this out. There's this isn't clear. So unless you did very very quick maths, uh, I was able to do some quick maths because I knew what the televote was. I was able to do some quick maths, so I knew. And that it's that moment of excitement when you get to the halfway stage, which of course we have no idea how that's going to go until the vote runs on the night, and then. Knowing how close it was going to be, I could see that that was going to be the, you know, the final vote was going to be revealing exactly where everybody ended up. Yeah. Very exciting. So that is our fourth second cherry win for Spain. Yes. And it's the second consecutive win for Spain. Mm, after they had con- Yeah, they had consecutive wins in 2007-2008 with Mirella and La Reina de la Noche and the song that I think is the Eurovision winner that never was, La Revolución Sexual by La Casa Azul. And then Rigoberta Bandini with I Mama in 2022 and joined by Agone with Quiero Adair. So let's have a little blast of our winner. If you were to ask Eurovision fans what's the biggest, most popular national final, what do you think most people would say? Oh, probably Melody Festivale. Yeah, but we've only had one Swedish winner at Second Cherry, mm. which is interesting given that's the final that most people will watch if they watch any national final that's not their own countries. But Sweden haven't really come through to success at Second Cherry. Spain have got four winners now. That's impressive. And in two years of the Benidorm Fest running, they've won Second Cherry both times. Yes, that's right. I think it's an interesting contrast that we have so many good Spanish songs, but Spain has a bit more of a checkered result at actual Eurovision. 
I do think as well, Eurovision fans vote differently to wider public. And I say that because when you're in the fandom, you are aware of conversations, all the songs, and you just have a different uh, disposition and relationship with Eurovision. Whereas, you know, a, a housewife in Moldova and a, you know, a student in Poland, they vote who aren't Eurovision fans and just happen to see Eurovision because, oh yeah, let's watch it. Oh yeah, let's vote. Just a different mindset, isn't it? They don't, they're not necessarily aware of stuff that we're aware of, maybe. Maybe yeah. it just changes things a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's definitely a different uh, mindset from the Eurovision fan. Certainly the kind of Eurovision fan at the level of following all the national finals. But yeah, I mean, it just gives me hope, really, for what Spain are going to bring in the coming years. I really hope they stick with the Benidorm Fest, even though it didn't give them a great result this year. I mean, that stunning result for Chanel the previous year, it would be just lovely to see Spain matching that and bettering it. They yeah, no, agreed. I'm, I think they are. We've spoken about it on the podcast before about how undervalued maybe or undervoted, if that's a word, I've just made it up, um, Spain are because, you know, they've got great cracking songs that just don't seem to get the wins. And maybe, yeah, their time's coming. Let's hope so. So it's time for... Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. Since we last spoke to you, the UK Eurovision entry has been revealed. <laughs> no, not the big one for me. Although an announcement by the BBC about their participation next year seemed to indicate that the song and the act has been selected over the summer. But what we have had is the announcement of the Junior Eurovision entrant, which is a girl group called Stan Unique. Unique with a three. I'm not sure if you pronounce it Unique or Unique U3. Yeah, <laughs> there's three of them, so that's that. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very fun entry. It's called Back to Life, which is interesting because last year... We lost our heads and now we're being brought back to life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true. But I think it's a really wise move from the BBC to put a group up so that they've got mutual support, um, you know, and it's not all on the heads of a solo artist at such a young age. I think we've heard about the safeguarding moves that the Junior Eurovision is bringing in, and I think that's entirely wise. This should be a fun contest for kids. It should not carry the same kind of pressure as the adult Eurovision does. And of course, it's a big moment for any artist, especially such a young one, to be standing up representing their country. I'm particularly pleased about this because when they were announced, my friend um, got in touch and said that his cousin's granddaughter is one of the band. It's Maisie, one of the, the girls that will take to the stage. So we've got... Maisie, Hyla and Yasmin, who are taking part. And it's a group that have been put together from different parts of the country. So, um, But they just seem to work really well. The video mm. is nice and fun and nice and upbeat. And everything really you want from a junior Eurovision entry. Yeah, I mean, the song's banging. You know, it's... Um you know whether you're into music by young people or not it's it's a it's a good song it's a really good song and i wonder if they can if they sing it live really well from what i've seen it could it could be quite good um this, yeah this, maybe we'll get a good result i don't know but i think you're right i think it needs to be it looks like um it's they're having fun 
It looks like the BBC are, you know, protecting them quite well, and they're doing. They, they, I don't know if you saw on the social media, but they um, on, on Scott Mill's radio show they had them, and he's done a bit of an interview, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, I've got a bit of a message from May Muller for you." And May's sort of like, "Hey, girlies, you know, you'll be fine, you know, cracking sort of like just." And they were, and they were losing their minds, like, "Oh my God, we love you, May!" And <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's great that you've kind of kicked off their Eurovision journey with like this really positive vibe, and everyone's been lovely with them." So hopefully <laughs> it stays like that. Yeah, hopefully so. So really looking forward to it. So Junior Eurovision will be on the 26th of November, uh, Sunday afternoon, and it's coming from Nice mm. in France this year. Hmm, I wonder if the weather's still going to be warm down there, whether it might be worth a little late trip <laughs> get some winter sun. Bijou trip to Nice. <laughs> Bijou tripette. <laughs> oh, no, that's a gorgeous place, actually. That, if oh, you're going to go, yeah. go and that's the one to go to, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we went, uh, when we were doing Second Cherry in 2015, the group of us, so me, Russell, Yuha, Mikhail and Jody, all went down to Nice. Because Mikhail was living there for a while. We all went down. We had a lovely long weekend in Nice. Picked all of our songs and sampled all the delights that Nice had to offer. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> so all eyes on Nice on the 26th of November for Junior Eurovision. And good luck to Stand Unique 3 <laughs> Stand Unique, the UK entry for Junior Eurovision. It is our... Matt and Monty's good thing of the week. That is good. It's good. Oh, that's good, that is. So, we're almost at the stage of drawing the 2023 season to a close. But before we do, we have some news. Yes, now look, we try not to be too self-indulgent or mawkish on this podcast. I mean, we are quite ridiculous as hosts and the content of the show is the is the talent of others. But, dear listener, after five years and 114 episodes, I'm going to be stepping down from the Second Cherry podcast. So, please indulge me just one last time. If being a Eurovision fan has allowed me to appreciate different cultures and reignite a new love of music, then Second Cherry has been the vehicle driving us around from that experience to experience. If the vehicle was a camp convertible that pulls up to each national final and shouts, get in, loser, we're going to Eurovision. Because that's the vibe of being a Eurovision fan, isn't it? We know how absurd the contest can be and we defend it to the hilt because we also know just how great it can be too. Many of us have found ourselves at Eurovision and in the fandom and have made the most incredible connections. And so that's why it's a difficult decision for me to step down from podcasting. There are other life projects that need my time, but those connections remain. Talking of which, I must thank my second cherry girlies, Monty, Jody, Russell, Mikhail and Yuha for making this project so much fun. And especially you, Monty, you will forever be a great friend with or without a mic in front of us. For as long as there are reasonably priced cocktails and men with beards... We will always have something to bond over. Obviously, I'm incredibly sad that you're stepping down, Matt. Um, I just want to say a huge thank you for being such a great podcasting partner over the five series. And absolutely, that, that bond is there for life. Um, it's been a huge commitment and it's been an absolute joy for me. Um, so will this be the last episode? Possibly, maybe. But at the same time, maybe not. 
I I would like to continue, and I do have some ideas, but it is a lot of one a lot of work for one person, especially the editing, and I need to be realistic about that. So, who knows? Someone out there is always on the production side and wants to sign a chunk of their life away next summer. Uh, perhaps there might be life in this old dog yet. Please do get in touch if you think you might want to uh, to do that work with me. But it's a labour of love. This isn't a commercial venture for us and uh, that wouldn't come as paid work, unfortunately. If this is to be the last episode, then the final thanks have to go to you, our listeners, for your warm and generous response to us wittering on in your lug holes <laughs> for the past five years. We didn't expect this podcast to be so popular and we've loved all the emails, tweets, DMs and even homemade t-shirts you've sent us. <laughs> it's been lovely to hear from you and meet many of you at the Eurovision and at our live events. And of course, Second Cherry began as a live event, running 10 times before we revived it with the podcast. So we still hope to run the contest, whether the podcast returns or not. But for now... Until then... See you later. See you later. And thank you. Bye. Bye.